Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric discusses dreams as simulated programs of the brain and why certain realizations evaporate from our consciousness. Understand what is happening on a large scale by finding the tells hidden within your dreams. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 15. Along the lines of consuming energy when you dream, if you have a dream that's not really a repeat of a dream, but it's a continuation of a dream, the same place of the dream, but a different time, like in the future of a dream, is there a significance to that? And what can you tell me that would be somewhat of why that's happening I have said in the past that there are times where you can have recollection or be aware in the moment, and it's not necessarily a repeat. And I think it's it's very important to point this out, what you just mentioned. There's, there's repeat dreams, and then there's dreams where there's a continuation of being in, in that place. So in other words, you're not, you're not having a reoccurring in some old school cases, you call it a reoccurring nightmare. Okay. You're actually going to a place and it's as if you're continuing at some level, what you were doing from the last time you left or that things have transpired since you've been gone. And it's almost like you've been put into your other body as if you're, you're continuing, but you have this other form of realization of the fact that, that, that you're part of someone else besides that person or that, that you're in the body of in, in what we'll call the dream. So this gets very tricky, okay, because now everything's gone from past lives to alternate realities to simulated realities, okay, and simulated realities being the highest truth, okay, meaning that everything below it is really a defining system to understand something that at one point we couldn't necessarily fully understand or relate to. 
So being a simulated reality was was a bit unapproachable to the norm of thinking uh, or or understanding. So like in your mind, you have eyes and each eye is a personality. Imagine that there are other scenarios running on the mainframe of reality. So we're one reality, one simulation running, okay? Is it plausible to say that there are other simulations running? And the answer would be yes, of course, probably an infinite amount. Having said that, if you were to run a program to do simulations on a computer system, would you choose to only run one simulation on that computer system when it's capable of running millions? You would want to be the most efficient you possibly could, and that would be that you would be running a multitude of other programs at the same time or simulations to see what the outcomes would be. Now, take a step back because the human ego wants to think that you are the only and the original. You were almost designed to have a knee-jerk reaction to, to contemplate the idea that there are other aspects of ourselves that we're not fully aware of. And my answer to that would be, how often do you dream and how many personas do you take on and how quickly do you forget them, but yet you're aware of them? Okay. Now, having said that, when you enter into a dream that's reoccurring, you at some point, if you're an aware person or it happens enough, you start to become aware of the fact that you're redoing a dream and you almost feel somewhat obligated or guided or forced to react in a similar process of dealing with circumstances. Okay. Now, I would probably suggest in each case is a case by case. So do not take anything I'm saying as exactly the way, you know, I have to look at each person's situation, but I would say that more than likely reoccurring nightmares or near reoccurring dreams are usually your brain's own process of coping with an issue. So for instance, it's usually in line with a form of anxiety, being chased, being stabbed, running from somebody, running, jumping and flying, kicking your feet. These are all forms of anxiety that the brain is trying to work out ways to get you to cope with stuff. That's how we survive through primal time and evolution and everything. This is what adapted us to situations that we couldn't necessarily fully comprehend. Okay, Now that we're more sophisticated, those mechanisms are still there, and they just act out in very peculiar ways to our, our higher intellect now that we have a, uh, a neocortex portion of the brain. So when you find that you have an awareness of being in a place in your dream that is a continuation uh, or you know this place when you're there. You, you've been there. You know the circumstances. It's almost as if you're starting to have a deja vu of being there because right at the moment you're starting to have memories of, of that situation. Okay, I call them also controlled memories because you're not really supposed to have recollection of it. In other words, think of it differently. By being aware of the fact that you are having a dream, if you want to call it that, just do reverse engineering on that thinking and imagine you just had a dream and you're trying to recollect it in this moment. It fades from your memory. 
So it's almost a huge struggle in order to try to hold on to it. And every impulse to write it down or, or commit it to audio is very difficult. It takes a, a significant act of will to do that or a really good habit. And even when we have really good habit to do it, it's almost like in the back of our head, we just kind of decide to put it off again. This is, is there for a reason. These are telltales that there are forces manipulating us all the time that we're so dismissive of that it could just slap us in the face. So you have just the opposite happening when you're recalling that you've been in that place. There's a struggle going on in your mind to hold on to that memory of that moment. And 10 to 1, you will go with it for a while and then it evades you. Or you can go with it a while and it just kind of you just kind of forget or let's go. And then you have this jarring memory of it. So I think that you could put it into several different variables. And the variables are, one, you are actually functioning in an alternate reality, okay? And that alternate reality is as real as this reality. It's just the laws of physics apply differently. So things that would not necessarily be fully possible here would be more possible there. For instance, if you alter gravitation by a certain margin, you'd find like, why are these people able to jump higher than normal? This seems like so surreal and unnatural. Versus to them, they would ask, why are we so heavy and, and, and why is it so difficult to move? Now, this could boggle the mind. It could go on forever, okay? I think in some ways that when we enter different sleep stages and the more you investigate your mind, the more you begin to do paranormal teachings and start to get flexibility of the mind, you're going to, to run into situations where you may be running into past lives, past memories, and you may be actually rebuilding that entire place in order to start resurrecting that information and it becomes like a holograph. And you're actually exploring that part of your memory from another place, another time. What gets crazier, and I went into this in, in White Dragon, and you know, I, I go back to it often, is that there is a hive collective. And that hive collective, as much as we think of the Borg and stuff, we don't want to really think of it that way. But Alison is to say that we are all one. If you really get back to simulated reality, then you understand even more what I meant then, meaning that we're all on this centralized computer system that shares data. It's all database driven. It's all interconnected. It's all sharing data. We can Google for information, pull it from a source, vice versa, goes forward. Some stuff we have access to, some stuff we don't. In, in a lot of ways, it's similar to that. So a lot of lives that you Think that you may have had, you did not have. You're actually simulating in another person's program through their experiences so that you can reap information from that. And that's a very high state of, of consciousness or retrieval of information. It also means that you ha are having an escalated level of evolution in your own consciousness. So what I'm suggesting is, is that don't just assume that this is a past life or don't just assume that it's some randomness. You may not fully remember it, but your super subconscious is pulling a lot of data out of that. And there, there is a reason why it's running that simulation in your mind and why you're there. And it's likely not the last time or the first time you've been there. Is that making a little bit of sense? It's you, when you truly enter this conversation, 
it blows the lid off the concept of reincarnation and and dreams and it, it really there's a whole level of of conversation here that is just massive because if we live in a simulated reality then we we are all connected to the same system that's generating or allowing us to exist that's generating our our individual consciousness as much as it's maintaining a multitude of connective allosony consciousness so we're both things at the same time individual and we're unified at the same time so like i said oftentimes you're cross-referencing or your mind is going somewhere as it's replaying something does that help at all yeah, it kind of, um, when I went back and re-listened to Mastering the Mechanism, it kind of brought that back to the surface, like, wait a minute, if these other eyes are acting out in other simulations or just presenting themselves, why are they doing that? And, what, you know, there's, it's like you said, there's data there to be had. So reflecting on those and how they're like kind of stitched together is going to reveal what what it is for or what it's about remember always i hate to use star trek talk but remember always the prime directive what is the meaning of life experience what's another word for experience information data harvesting that is all we thrive for as a species anything that reaches a certain level of intellect strives for more information. How do you acquire that information? How do you acquire information that goes beyond your means of access in your, in your situation? If your mind begins craving a, a, a various forms of information and you don't have access to it, in other words, you, you can't travel there, you can't get there, then there's a subconscious part of your mind that starts to explore little little cracks and stuff to to kind of get into to start pulling other forms of data. It's also your your skills mentally are becoming more acrobatic, more capable. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.